Welcome to the Art of Mortgage Marketing Podcast, where you'll learn the secret sauce, what it really takes to build a thriving mortgage business doing what you love, without relying on cold calling or annoying realtors. And now, let's join your host, Doran Aldana. What's up, everybody? Doran Aldana here coming at you with another kick-ass episode of the Art of Mortgage Marketing Podcast. And today we're going to talk about why merely wanting to be successful is not enough and why few ever succeed in the mortgage industry. You've probably heard the statistic because I've said it many times before. 80% of people who get in this business get chewed up and spat out in the first two years. Those who manage to survive, those who make it, to their second year in the business, the average income is just 75K. And that's before tax, not after tax. That's more like 50K net after taxes. Not a whole lot to write home about after the tax man gets his share. So obviously the odds are stacked against us in this business. Obviously there's a very high failure rate, get chewed up and spat out rate. And we need to tip the scales of fortune in our favor and there's so many mortgage professionals that have uber talent. I mean, they got a ton of experience, a ton of talent, a ton of acumen, and yet they're still struggling. They're still spinning their wheels in I can't afford it prison. They're still in the same old muck, doing the same old thing, and they're never getting to that next level. Why is that? It's because they merely want to be successful. They merely want to have a breakthrough. But wanting it is not enough. You see, everyone, everyone who's got half an ounce of ambition and two brain cells to rub together wants to be fit, rich, and happy. But most people are fat, broken, unhappy. Why is that? Because they just merely want to be rich, fit, and happy. It's a mere want. It's not an absolute commitment. It's not a white, hot, fire, or burning desire must. It's more of a, I'd like to. It would be nice to have, you know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to go on five-star vacations. It'd be nice to go on first-class getaways. It'd be nice to be able to, you know, stack up the retirement so I don't have to worry about working till I drop. It'd be nice to pay off the mortgage. It'd be, it'd be nice to be debt-free. It'd be nice to be able to do some great things for our community and stroke big checks to our church or to worthy causes that matter. It'd be nice, right? Sound familiar? It's a mere want. It's not a must. It's not a white, hot, fire-burning desire. So I'm going to highlight three, just three reasons why merely wanting to be successful ain't enough. And the reason I'm inspired to talk about this today is because I can't tell you how many well-intended, talented mortgage professionals I've spoken with over the years. And it's often the veterans, but not always. The veterans who've been in the business for five or 10 or 15 or 20 plus years, and they're making you know, maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty, maybe two hundred thousand dollars a year, and they look at the income statements of their clients, and they think to themselves, "Hey, I'm doing better than most. I'm doing pretty good. I make better than average income. I'm relatively comfortable. I'm not rolling with you know the big dogs making seven figures. You know, would be nice, but I, you know, I I don't want to have to work that hard. You know, that's a lot of work to make seven figures. I don't want to work that hard. I want to have a life." 
And there's nothing wrong with making six figures, but there's this story that we hear time and time again with so many of these mortgage professionals who reach out to us for help. And they're in this muck and mire of mediocrity where they know they're capable of more. It's not that six figures is mediocre. It's that they've been in the game for long enough to know that they're capable of so much more and they're leaving a ton of money on the table and they're not even scratching the surface of the surface of their potential. They're a fraction of who they could be and they know it and we know it. And so they reach out to us to find out, you know, what's the golden key to crack the code, but they come on the call often with this very tepid level of desire. And we're calling it wanting on this podcast for the simplicity of terms, we'll call it wanting. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful, wanting to grow, wanting to take your business to the next level, wanting to close more deals, wanting to have more income. There's nothing wrong with wanting. That's not what I'm saying here. What I am saying is if it's just a mere want, and if it's not a white, hot, fire, burning desire must, chances are you're never going to achieve it. And so here are the three big reasons why it's a rather dampened, rather cool level of desire at the want level versus the white, hot, fire, absolute must, burning, combusting devouring fire of desire that it needs to be to achieve that next level of breakthrough and abundance in your life. The reason why that desire is rather tepid, why it's almost like a fire that's had water poured over it. It's a fire, but it's not that hot, right? It produces heat, but not that much. Why is it What's the difference that makes the difference? Well, let me highlight that with three big, three big reasons why wanting is not enough and what to do about it. The first reason is that weak desires create weak drive. Weak desires create weak drive. So in other words, like if you're just sort of kind of a little bit hungry, maybe you had a burger and someone offers you dinner, you're going to be like, ah, no, I'll wait. You know, I just had a burger. I'm good right? Why is that? Because you already had the desire of eating satiated by eating that burger, right? You wouldn't go and eat a burger. You wouldn't go to McDonald's and eat a burger before you go out for a five-course meal. That'd be crazy because what you just did is killed your appetite. So now you're not even going to want to eat. And if you do, you're not going to fully appreciate the flavors. You're not going to be able to savor all that beautiful flavor because you just killed your appetite. So wanting is a weak desire. It's just not that much. It's like saying, hey, you know, I want to eat, but, you know, I don't need to. It's not really a must for me. It'd be cool. But, you know, it's not like I'm crazy hungry or anything like that. It's just, you know, I want to have something to eat, but, you know, I'm not I'm not starving or anything like that. Notice the difference. The intensity of desire is rather tepid, like we talked about before. And so when we talk with mortgage professionals on a day-to-day -day basis, what we find is those who stay stuck in the muck and mire of mediocrity, those who spin their wheels and stay in the same old place and stay in the same old rut, which is basically a grave with the two ends knocked out, because if you're not growing, you're dying. So there's a part of you that starts to die when you're in stagnation. 
because stagnation breeds rot of the soul. It breeds rot of your energetic frequency because it's boring. It's just the same old, same old. It's like Groundhog's Day. You know, you look around, it's just the same old shit, just different day. That gets really boring really quick after a while, even if you're making solid money, even if you're able to feed the family and stack a few pennies for savings and retirement, even if everyone in your circle of friends thinks you make great money. But when you look around and you look at what you're capable of, you look at the leaderboard, you look at your buddies, they're making half a million or a million plus per year. There's something in your heart that's calling out. There may be a holy discontent that's starting to rumble inside of you. That's like, man, if I can just close an extra three, four, five deals a month, I'm making freedom money, right? If I can just close an extra three, four, five, ten 10 deals a month, I can be able to spread my wings and soar at a whole other level. I can, you know, do things that most people would never even dream of doing. I can get a place on the water with a dock, with a boat. I can get, you know, I can build uh, schools in Africa. I could build up my real estate portfolio and have my money working hard for me instead of me working hard for my money. I could liberate my wife or my husband from the need, need to work so they no longer have to slave away at a J-O-B, punching a clock just to make a few pennies because now I'm making sugar daddy or sugar mama money, right? There's things that open up when you get connected to what would abundance look like and feel like to you? What would freedom money look like and feel like to you? When you get connected to that, and then you get connected to how much it sucks staying in I can't afford it prison, cramming your life into a smaller budget box and settling for a second life. When you do good, it's easy to look around and say, hey, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing better than most. And we soften it. We're going to talk about that in a moment. And that is death rattle to greatness. You got to be willing to divorce good if you're absolutely committed to stepping into great. You can't have great without letting go of good. And often people are attached to their good. They're attached to their comfort zone. They keep saying, hey, it's not so bad. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty comfortable. And what that is, it seduces you into complacency, neglect, drifting, which is the beginning of stagnation and growing moss and breeding rot. So it's important that we start to really get connected to how much it sucks not to get to that next level, not out of unnecessary whining, sniveling, complaining, griping. I'm not talking about being a complainer. I'm not talking about being a victim of circumstance. I'm talking about getting real with the fact that you know you're capable of more and you're leaving all that money on the table and you're leaving all that potential on the table and you're not even scratching the surface of the surface of what you know you're called to be and who you're called to be and what you're capable of. And when you get connected to that gap, the gap between where you are now and where you're capable of being, that gap between where you are now and who you see yourself to be, the champion you see yourself to be, it's that gap between where you are and where you want to be that creates that holy discontent. And if you'll get real with it, now, if it's not there, then obviously there's nothing to get real with. But if there's something in your heart that's calling you to step up to greatness, to rise up above and beyond the doldrums of good, 
and to step into the glory of great. If there's something stirring in your heart, the last thing you want to do is pour water on that fire by telling yourself, hey, it ain't so bad, which is the second reason why wanting is not enough. And that is wanting while softening the problem is like the dog on the nail. So let me tell you a story about the dog on the nail. There was a man who bought a house, brand new house in a new neighborhood, all excited. He's now taking out all his boxes and taking the things out of the boxes and putting them where they need to be in his new place. And he hears this rather foreboding and terrible sound. Sounds like a dog whining. He's like, wow, that's a terrible sound. I hope that dog's okay. And much to his chagrin, hour after hour, day after day, this dog continues to whine multiple times every hour on the hour, all day, every day, until finally this guy gets fed up after a whole week of this. He's like, what the heck's going on? Sounds like some, something or someone's getting tortured over there. So he stomps out the door, walks around the block to where the sound comes from, which was across from his yard on the other side of the yard. And he walked up to the house where he thought this sound was coming from. And sure enough, he sees the dog sitting on the porch, whining. And on the front uh, lawn, he sees the owner sitting in a lawn chair reading a newspaper. So he walks over to the uh, what seemed to be the owner of the house and the dog. He said, sir, are you uh, the owner of that dog over there? He's like, yes, I am. Hi, I just moved here. I'm your new neighbor. I've been listening to your dog whine for the last week. I'm just curious, what's wrong with your dog? He says, well, he's sitting on a nail. He's what? He's sitting on a nail. Well, why doesn't he get off the nail? Well, it hurts, but it doesn't hurt that bad. And many of you are like the dog on the nail. It hurts, but not that bad. And that's why you stay stuck in the same old rut, doing the same old thing, getting the same old results, because what you tolerate persists. What you tolerate persists. And so this dog continued to persist in the pain because it tolerated it, because it hurt. Like we talked about before, I'm doing better than most. I'm doing pretty good. Myself a little bit more time. You know, maybe if I grind a little longer, a little harder, eventually things will pan out, being obviously facetious, exaggerating, I imagine, a bit. You know, my sales manager told me that it's going to take me two years or three years before I'm even making any decent income. I'm like, are you freaking serious? That's doing it the hard way. It shouldn't take that long to be making six figures in this business if you're doing it the smart way. Now, if you're doing it the hard way, cold calling realtors, doing five social posts a day with a bunch of crap that no one cares about, dealing with a bunch of crap leads off the internet that you know takes you 200, 300, 500 leads just to convert one measly deal. If you're doing it the hard way, then yeah, it's gonna take you a long ass trek up the mountain to get to six figures, let alone seven figures. But if you're doing the smart way, it shouldn't take you that long. I mean, we've taken people to six figures from a standing start in a matter of three, four, five, six months. So it doesn't have to take that long to get you there if you're working smart strategically. But if you're trying to build the skyscraper of your dream, 
you need to build a solid foundation. And the higher you want to build that skyscraper, the deeper you need to build the foundation. But if you're building that foundation with a gardening trowel, we got a freaking problem. That's doing it the hard way. There's something called an excavator, a lot more powerful, a lot more fruitful, a lot more fun. Now, once you realize there's an excavator, are you going to tell yourself, oh, you know, the gardening trowel is not so bad, you know, or, oh, no, no problem. I'll just upgrade to a shovel. You know, the shovel's not so bad. Shovel was better than the, the gardening trowel. At least I'm making progress. Praise the progress. No, you'd be a freaking idiot to do that. Why? Because you know there's an excavator. And instead of having to get, you know, sweating your buns off in the hot summer sun all day, every day behind a shovel or a gardening trowel, you can just bust out the keys for the excavator and get more done in one day with the excavator than you could have got in a whole year with the gardening trowel. So again, it's strategic. It's intelligent, inspired, strategic action. That's really the key. And that's what we're all about here on Planet Prosper at MortgageMarketingCoach.com is taking the shortest path to the cash. But again, you're not going to be ready, able, and willing to step up to the excavator if you keep coddling your comfort zone, softening the problem and saying, hey, the gardening trowel and the shovel ain't so bad. No, the gardening trowel freaking sucks. Once you lose that day, it's gone. Once you lose that week, it's gone. When you're wasting time behind the gardening trowel or the shovel, that time you can never recapture. It's gone forever. So this is not just a price. The price of you continuing to do it the hard way is frankly beyond price. You can't put a price on the cost of giving your time, your energy, your lifeblood towards something where the time that you're wasting with fruitless toil, spinning your wheels, banging your head against the wall, going nowhere is lost forever. I don't want that for you. Obviously, you don't want that for you. So that's the second reason why softening the problem is another way that we merely want. And wanting is not enough. Wanting to be a top producer is not enough. Wanting to make freedom money is not enough. It's got to be an all-out freaking must. Success happens when failure is no longer an option. Growth happens when you will not tolerate stagnation another freaking day. Now you're ready for growth. Unfortunately, most people aren't there because, again, they keep softening the problem. Kind of like the fat guy who goes to the personal trainer and the personal trainer says, so why are you here? He said, well, I'm just looking to get a little bit better in shape. Uh, you know, and he says, so, you know, how much overweight are you? I'm not overweight. I'm just big boned. No, you're freaking fat. And until and unless you embrace the truth and tell yourself the truth that you're fat, you're never going to get fit. And that's really the crux of the matter is most people are not willing to face the eye of the tiger in terms of their current situation, let alone the trajectory of that problem persisting into the future. Most people want to just sing lollipops, unicorns, and rainbows, you know, whistling in the wind heading east looking for the sunset. doesn't matter how happy and how positive you are. If you're heading east looking for the sunset, we got a problem. doesn't matter how optimistic you are. If you're heading to the gunfight with a butter knife, we've got a problem, right? So it's called accurate thinking. Accurate thinking is what's going to get you to win, not just you know, feeling like, you know, you need to stay positive because if you're not positive, then that's, you know, the surest pathway to failure. No, you can be positive all day long and get a bullet through your head. 
It's not about being positive. It's about accurate thinking that allows you to make wise choices and to shift, make strategic shifts so that you can condense decades into days and so that you can make an intelligent, informed, strategic, bold move into new levels of productivity, new levels of leadership, new levels of kicking ass and taking names because you're no longer willing to settle for the gardening trowel or the shovel. You're ready to step up to the excavator. You're no longer willing to settle for the you know, pea shooter or the butter knife at the gunfight. You're ready to roll out the freaking tanks. You're not willing to settle one more day with the pea shooter or the butter knife when you know the only thing that's going to get you the unfair advantage and get you the outcome and get you that outcome in expedited fashion is rolling out the tanks. So again, it's not about you being negative. And I had a lot of denial right? A lot of denial in terms of me putting in the energy, the effort, the work, and it not panning out and telling my wife, honey, eventually it's going to pan out. Just give me some time. Be patient. But doing more of what doesn't work, doing more of what's already proven not to work is not going to fix the problem. But I was in such denial about it, I would just continue to bang my head against the wall because I thought if I would just stay positive, something positive would happen. But that's just not the case. There's validity and value in being positive. Don't get me wrong. I've never met a rich, happy pessimist. So there is value in being optimistic. But we've got to be strategic in our optimism. We've got to bring the light of truth to the situation because it's only the light of truth that will allow us to make wise choices, strategic choices that move us closer to our goals faster. We can't change our reality until we face our reality. So it's in the facing the eye of the tiger of our reality and getting real with it, getting connected with how much it sucks to be living and I can't afford a prison, how much it sucks to be in the office with the office ball and chain instead of being able to be present for your family, how much it sucks to be worrying where that next deal is going to come from. Because you don't have a system in place to strategically, consistently, reliably at, get the right partners on your team sending you quality referrals that are actually going to convert. And so it's about getting connected to that pain that allows you to catapult to new levels. That actually becomes the fuel that fuels your rocket to propel to higher heights than ever before. In other, in other words, you gotta think like you've never thought before so you can get results like you never got before. You've got to think like you never thought before so you can get results like you never got before. And Albert Einstein, he said it well when he said, you can't solve the problem with the same mind that created it. Many people are trying to solve the problem with the same mind that created it by softening the problem and saying, hey, that ain't so bad. This is not really a should. It's just a, you know, this isn't a must. This is just a should. I don't need to do it. I want to do it, but I don't need to do it. You know, all that BS, that mind trash we bring into the space is precisely what dampens the fire and keeps it dwindling in the heat the energy you need to have to get you off the nail and to get you moving forward. So are you the dog sitting on the nail? Have you been tolerating 
an intolerable situation because you keep softening the problem and telling yourself it's not so bad. If so, that's cool. You can do that all day long as long as you want. You're the captain of your own ship. The question is, as Dr. Phil would say, how's that working for you so far? Is that getting you to the greatness you know you're capable of and called to? Is that getting you to next level breakthroughs? Is that getting you to freedom money at the speed you want, in the way that you want? If the answer is emphatically no, I might suggest that you face the eye of the tiger and get real with how much it freaking sucks to do it the way you do it and get it the way you get it until you get to the point where you're not willing to go one more day like that. Because it's not, until and unless you get to that threshold, I call it the fed up there, fed up threshold, where you just decide enough is enough, no more, I've had it, I'm done with this, I'm not willing to go one more day like this. Until you get to that point, frankly, you just merely want it. And wanting it ain't enough. Everybody wants to be a champion but not everyone's going to do what it takes to become a champion because it's not enough just to want it. It's got to be in your soul to the core of your being such that you're willing to risk your entire life for that calling, risk your entire life for that purpose. You're willing to burn all the retreat boats. It's either win or freaking die. There is no backup plan. Once you own that kind of conviction, that kind of resolve, once you combine the magical alchemy, the soul transforming alchemy of disgust and resolve, and those two come together, now you're ready for life change. Disgust and resolve. Disgusted with your situation that you know you're capable of more. Resolve that you will not go one more day like that. Once you get to that point, now you're ready for your breakthrough. Now you're ready for a true life transformation. Does that make sense, guys? So that's the second reason. And the third reason is wanting is being interested. And the interested always find an excuse. Wanting is being interested. And the interested always find an excuse. So I often say on my one-on-ones as well as in group trainings, the interested, they'll always find an excuse, but the committed, they always find a way. And so the interested will always coddle their comfort zone and they'll buckle like cheap lawn furniture at the first sign of resistance or friction. At the first sign of it being uncomfortable or inconvenient, they're going to buckle, they're going to do an about face and they're going to retreat back to their comfort zone. Why? Because they're just merely interested. They just merely want it. But those who have driven a stake in the ground, they've drawn a line in the sand, and they say, I will pay whatever freaking price it takes. I will do whatever it takes. I am all in, in it to win it. I am committed. When you decide, and by the way, the word decide is the same root as scissor. It means to cut off from any other option. When you decide success is the only option available, when you decide you must be successful, when you decide you must make freedom money, when you decide you must be a top producer, when you decide you must rise up and be a shining star in this industry, then losing is no longer an option. Winning is the only option, period. The surest pathway to failure in life and certainly in this business is to fight against the price of success. Yeah, that makes sense, Dorn, but my clients are different. 
Yeah, that makes sense, Dorn, but my situation's different. Yeah, that makes sense, Dorn, but you know, my wife, she's she's a she's a crazy cat. There's just no way she's gonna let that fly. Whatever the excuse is, right? That makes sense, but you know, I'm too short, I'm too tall, I'm too skinny, I'm too white, I'm too black. Whatever your lame ass excuse is, screw your freaking excuses. Do you want to win or do you want your excuses? You can't have both. Do you want to conquer your dream or do you want to coddle your comfort zone? You can't have both. So winning puts you in a category. If you truly want to win, it puts you on a category of one. It's called committed to do whatever it takes, period. You say jump, I say how high. There's no yeah buts. It's empty your cup so we can fill it with your dream. That's being all in committed. Are you merely interested in that vision, that glorious dream? Not just making get by money, but making freedom money. Are you just merely interested in making freedom money? Are you interested in that dream that scares you and excites you at the same time? Are you interested in being that shining star in the industry that you know you're capable of and called to? Or are you just you know, wanting it, merely wanting it because it sounds like it would be a nice idea? Or are you defiantly freaking committed because you can't have both? Are you just merely interested? If you're interested, there'll always be, be an excuse. If you're committed, there's always a way. There is no obstacle too big for the committed. So if you're listening to this, watching this, and you're like, Dorn, I'm picking up what you're taking, putting down. I, I've realized that I've been wanting it, but I haven't really been committed to it. I've been desiring it, but I haven't made a decision. I've been softening my problem. I've been like the dog on the nail. I've been wanting it, but I haven't been all in. I haven't gotten to that fed up threshold. But after listening to you, Dorn, I'm getting there a whole lot faster. After you're listening to you, I feel like you've just poured gasoline on the fire of my white hot fire burning desire to rise up and to stop settling, stop tolerating, stop drifting, stop being complacent. Stop settling for second best. And I realize it really sucks to know I'm capable of more and not even scratching the surface. It really sucks to be a fraction of who I could be. It really sucks to be meandering in the wilderness, unarmed and naked without a proven plan, without a GPS, just throwing yoga to the fan, hoping something sticks. I'm done with it. I'm not going to go one more day like that. If that's you, then congratulations. You now have the alchemy in your soul to propel you to stratospheric heights, not just in this industry, but in life. The question now is, are you committed and are you equipped to win? You may be committed, but are you equipped to win? If you're committed to winning the gunfight, but you're still showing up to, with the butter knife, we've got a problem still, don't we? We've got to get you committed to winning, but we also need to get you equipped to winning. And so if that's you and you're ready to get equipped to win, not just working hard, but working smart, and you're sick and tired of spinning your wheels, you're sick and tired of the fruitless toil, you're sick and tired of doing it the hard way, and you're ready to step up to making freedom money, shortest path to the cash without messing around doing it the hard way, I invite you to book a complimentary breakthrough call where you'll book a call on our calendar. We will lift up the hood on your business. We're just going to have a real talk, honest conversation about where you're at now, where you want to be, 
and what's working in your business and what's not working and the gap between where you are and where you want to take things. And if we can help you bridge that gap, by all means, we'll show you what that looks like. If not, frankly, we'll be the first to advise you to pass on our services, perhaps recommend something also or someone else. Either way, though, you will leave that meeting with massive value, massive clarity, and chances are we're going to have some fun. So if that sounds meaningful and worthwhile to you, which it definitely should, I invite you to book a call. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. It's not gonna cost you a thing to book the call or do the call. It's 100% complimentary, but it could cost you a lot not to and lost deals, lost opportunities and lost time. Time you can never get back. So strike while the iron is hot and book a call. Mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. My name is Doran Aldana coming at you from the Art of Mortgage Marketing podcast. We've just been talking about the three reasons why merely wanting to be successful is not enough and why few succeed and how to tip the scales of fortune in your favor. I trust you got insight and your mind has been illuminated to see yourself, your life, your career in a new light. I trust that I've rattled some cages today. I hope I have. I hope I've rattled some cages. I hope I've uh, kicked some proverbial butts to the point with some tough love to the point where you feel like you've got a nudge in your soul to really do some soul searching and ask yourself some tough questions and start to stir things up such that you either turn up the volume or change the channel. If you're gonna change the channel, that's cool. We're probably not the right fit anyway. But if you're ready to turn up the volume and pour gasoline on the fire to take your life, your business to a whole other level, book a call, mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. Thanks for hanging with me. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace.